Hi, I'm Samantha Boffin, and this is Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing, the podcast that helps you find, prep, and direct the perfect voice artists for your projects so you can get the most from every single booking. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking Creative. I'm Sam, full-time voiceover and lover of all things voiceovery. This podcast is all about the art of voiceover direction, and today we're talking about one of the fundamental pillars of getting a great voice performance, how to make your voiceover feel confident. So why is this important? Well, you'll get so much more out of your voice if they feel confident. They'll be braver, less nervous, and likely to perform better. Now, this episode has been sparked by quite a few things, but two things in particular spring to mind. One, this week I've been taking part in a Reset Your Voice Week with Nicola Redman. Nick is a voice artist and voice coach, and her reason for doing the week was to give us voices a chance to celebrate and reset our voices after a challenging year, bring back the love and feel good about what we do best, which made me think about how important feeling good is. And two, something slightly more literal. Right at the start of lockdown, I voiced a particular TV spot, all about coronavirus. I've been feeling slightly worried since then that the channel hasn't booked me for that much in the interim. I was worried that I'd done a bad job. But it turns out to be something far more practical. The spot is still going out on the channel, over eight months on. They need a variety of voices and they really don't want to hear me back to back in every junction. So it's actually far less sinister, and it made me feel a whole lot better about myself. So what is confidence? And why do you, as a director, need to think about it in terms of your voice artist? When I was a little girl, I got a coveted pair of roller skates for my birthday. They were red lace-up roller skates that were very 1970s, with four wheels on them like roller disco skates. And I thought I was pretty darn cool the moment I laced them on. And it turned out that I was a better roller skater than my older sister and the boys next door. They told me I was good, so I knew I was. I practised and I practised, and when I fell down, I got back up again, because I was, in my mind, already good. And I got really adept at roller skating that summer. I skated everywhere in my Snoopy T-shirt, and I was convinced that I was almost an Olympic champion in the making. I went downhill, backwards, twists, jumps. I tried anything. And around the same time, I was also doing tap dancing lessons. I had gone to tap classes every week from about the age of four. And even though I loved the idea of being a tap dancing star, I always took ages to learn the routines. My dance teacher tutted whenever I was out of step and she sighed a lot. And so I gave up trying and I just became the class clown. Bang went my dreams of being Anne Miller and wearing tassels and taps. Looking back, though, my initial roller skating skills were probably as unremarkable as my tap dancing expertise. The difference was that I believed I was good because A, I wanted to live up to the glory of my new red lace-up skates, and B, a few people had told me I was a natural at skating. And so I tried harder. I experimented and I tried new stuff and I became better and better. The total opposite of tap dancing. Feeling confident is a gift. 
It allows you to take more risks, be daring, try harder. Now, some people, it's true, they rise up to meet a challenge regardless, but on the whole, you get a better result from people if they feel confident in the first place. I found this too when I was a creative head. The more open and encouraging the team dynamic was, the more confident the creatives were. And the more confident they felt, the more ideas they would come up with. They weren't always great ideas, but that was fine. That was even fun. Punting in ideas you knew were a bit rubbish was all part of the game. But it was only possible if you felt confident enough. And that's kind of how you need to approach voice directing. Your aim, as a director, is to make your voiceover talent feel self-confident and talented. Because they'll give you the best end result if they do. Now, I am not talking here about giving an inexperienced voice artist false confidence. That is not what I mean at all. I'm talking about helping your experienced professional voice to feel relaxed, talented and trusted. So why is it so important? And yet I can feel there are guys out there who are muttering for hot sake. People just need to get on with the job and stop fannying around. And that is totally true. But... If you walked into a studio where the director, who you had never met before, is snippy and curt, anxious about time, doesn't really talk you through the project and just hands you a script, tells you how to deliver it before you've had time to watch anything or really look at the words, and then just cracks on with the session, I am not convinced that anyone would deliver their best work. And that kind of approach definitely happens, and it's helping no one, least of all your project. There are loads of reasons why you should try and create the right rapport. For instance, your voice might be slightly apprehensive. Maybe this is the first time they've met you or been directed down the line by you. Putting them at their ease just makes sense. They may be a great new talent, someone who isn't super experienced but has exactly the voice you need. How do you think making them nervous is going to pan out? If they feel anxious, it shows in the voice. How do you feel when you're anxious? How does your body react? I sometimes get really nervous asking questions in a room full of people. You know, those big conferences or work situations. My real concern is, is my question really lame? Does everyone know the answer already? And am I going to look like a complete idiot? But I want to know the answer. But as I gear up to speak, I can hear my heart beating. And I either practically hold my breath or I breathe really fast. Either way, feeling anxious is not great for the voice. Even if your voice is super experienced and unfazed by anything, creating a good rapport is far more conducive to great creative work. You might want to try some different approaches. Voices who are feeling positive will be more than happy to give stuff a go and they won't worry if it's total pants. I'm often asked to improvise stuff, different accents or approaches, and if I'm feeling confident, I'm far braver. I'd like to think I'll be okay under any circumstances, but is it really worth a gamble? And a director who can build on what you offer and make it even better, that's what everyone's hoping for. And at the end of the day, it's just much more harmonious and enjoyable all round for everyone. It's that simple. So how do you make it happen? How do you make your voiceover feel confident? The director is the person with the main vision weaving all the strands of the project together to create the fabric of the end result. And the individual elements can't be rushed or it'll all end up uneven. I always used to think of myself as a kind of magician or a knight on a charger galloping in to save the day. 
But to be perfectly honest, that's probably just me being a bit dramatic. So what do you do? Well, right from the start, be welcoming. Aim to create a connection. And if there are a few people, do the introductions. It doesn't really matter if everyone forgets their names. It's a good start and it feels comfortable and friendly. It settles everyone down. Occasionally, a voice will burst into the studio, in a good way, full of chat and energy, and that's brilliant. And often you know them in this sort of situation, so it's more of a case of a bit of a catch-up rather than intros. But try to gauge the moment to move on to the project while still keeping that momentum up. Now, you may be having the worst day ever. The scripts might only have just been signed off. This should have been finished the day before. You've had no lunch. You need to get this delivered by the end of the day. But try not to moan about the time issues. Because how is that going to sound? It will just create a layer of angst and pressure. The more relaxed and connected you can be, the better. Try and be in the moment. And even if you feel you need to just crack on because you're short of time, don't miss out the next step. Always take a moment to talk through what you want to achieve. Show them the project, or at least a part of it. Remind them who they are, and remember they're always somebody. They're the girl next door, or a trusted guide, an evil spirit. Remind them who they're talking to, your core listener or audience for this particular project, and what you want them to make that listener feel or do. Getting them to reconnect with the idea doesn't need to take a lot of time. The great thing is, it will ground them. This short introductory bit is like the bridge between all of the stresses of their actual life and becoming something completely different. It will save you time in the long run. And honestly, don't skip this bit because you think that the voice talent is experienced and will magically know all this. I've directed some pretty experienced voices in my time. Think Stephen Fry, Bernard Cribbins, Captain Barnacles. Oh yes, and it still holds good. Before they go into the booth or start the remote session, remember to quickly check the practical stuff. Have they got water? Ask how they prefer to be cued if that's relevant. Make sure they have the latest version of the script. Have they got a pencil if they're working on a paper script? Then give them a moment to get settled and check their levels with a proper mini-read from the script. If they're in their own studios, their levels are probably sorted, but this might be the moment to start their local recording. So that's the prep. They don't feel rushed. They haven't got your irritation about the marketing department in their heads and they know where they're heading, so everything is good. So now you're in the main bit of the recording session and the trick is now to get the performance you need. Now, I just want to say here, don't preempt their delivery. A killer for me is when a director, even before I've opened my mouth, tells me in minute detail how they want all the lines or sections set. And yes, directors, you are out there. Don't do it. It kills spontaneity and it's pretty unhelpful. You end up with either a slightly frustrated or anxious voice, or more likely, it'll create a prickle of annoyance and the start of a barrier. Just ask them to give a first read. You've already sown the seeds of who they are and who they're talking to, and now it's over to them. And really, the rest of the session is spent giving clear, helpful, in-the-moment direction, loving the good stuff that they're doing and telling them that and finding positive ways to fix the stuff they may not be getting yet. Remember, worry or frustration or uncertainty can be heard in the voice. Flattery will get you further. Try really hard to avoid telling a voice 
how to say a particular line mid-record. It happens all the time. To my shame, I know I've done it in the past. You think you're being helpful, but you're really not. Ideally, you want the voice actor to have their own understanding of the script so they sound believable. Find alternative ways of getting a different read if they don't seem to be getting it. Often, getting them to imagine a scenario can help. Professional voices respond brilliantly to imaginative ideas. Remember, direct, but don't act for them. Professionals rise to the occasion, and your trust in them gives them confidence. Perfect the art of saying, Oh, I love that. Now, can we also try this? The ideal is that you've created an atmosphere where the voiceover is happy to try different approaches with no trace of embarrassment, a playful, safe space. And this applies to e-learning and corporate work just as much as it applies to gaming, animation or drama sessions. There may be less big variation, but subtle differences can really lift your project. Silence from the gallery when you're in the booth, by the way, can be disquieting and confidence-sapping. Often, you're just discussing the script or you're moving some audio around, but just let the voice know to relax and why. And during recording, if you hear something amiss, try not to interrupt the voice actor mid-flow. Make a note to yourself to go back on that and pick it up. The actor's job is to build a feeling or atmosphere and continually stopping and starting can burst their bubble. They can forget about the intention or be nervous about performing and getting it right. Having said all that, keep it simple. Overburdening them with info or options might create confusion and it's a nightmare in post, so know when to stop. Directing voice actors is all about providing them with all the tools they need to deliver the best results. And I go back to my earlier point about thinking the voice talent is too experienced to be directed. If your job is to direct voice actors, then you need to do it. Professionals really don't want to self-direct. Much of the fun of the job is the collaborative aspect, so don't assume that your voice artist has a complete understanding of your vision just because they're experienced. And at the end of every session, always end on a high. Thank them. Sort out the practical stuff if you're recording remotely and make them feel great about the session. You're probably itching to move on, but they don't need to know that. You are a swan. So actually, you're a weaver of dreams, a magician, a knight, and a swan. You're a director, anyway. You're great to work with, and you get the best results. So let's do a quick recap. One, be welcoming, and put the voice at ease. Two, be in the moment. They don't need to be aware of all the pressures you're under. It's just not helpful. Three, ground them by explaining their role in the project. Create that bridge to help them leave the here and now and enter the world of your project. Four, make sure they have all the practical stuff covered, the script, the water, the levels. Five, create the right collaborative atmosphere. Six, direct your voice actor, don't act for them. Seven, give clear, helpful, imaginative feedback. Eight, perfect the art of saying, I love that, and let's also try this. Nine, Try to keep the session flowing. And 10, or 10A and B, keep it simple and end on a high. So that's it for this episode. How to make your voiceover feel confident. If you liked it and you haven't yet caught up with the series so far, do have a listen to some of the other episodes for more insights and ideas. Or head over and follow me on Instagram 
Getting confident is what I'm concentrating on right now. This was Talking Creative, and I'm Samantha, voice artist and loving it. So until next time, bye. That's it for this week on Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you're new here, do take a moment to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast app or head over to talkingcreative.co.uk where you'll find the whole series so you can get the most from every single booking.